You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo in studio today with Andy Barrar. We've got a, an awesome show for you. Of course, later on we'll uh, hear App of the Week and also go open line taking your tech calls and questions. Uh, but we wanted to dissect uh, the recent Apple uh, announcements uh, that happened uh, a few days ago. So, mon- so many different devices uh, announced, and uh, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I was, um, you know, it's interesting. Every time Apple has their uh, event, we're always wondering. There's all these Apple rumors, and then finally everything gets put to rest, and we get to hear uh, what they did. I, I wasn't impressed. Nothing, there was nothing very surprising there was no innovation. It wasn't. This is what. There wasn't like the the events when Steve Jobs was around. Those ones you would you would want to, to watch because something would happen that just blew everyone's mind, and they were very secretive by that time. But um, yeah, it wasn't. You know, it's just another Apple event. Well, I disagree. <laughs> to to uh, give some, we, we need a middleman. Yes, <laughs> to give some uh, perspective and comment. We've uh, got our friend Peter Nowak on the line from Toronto. Thanks for joining us today, Peter. My pleasure. So we're talking about uh, the uh, the Apple announcements uh, this week, Peter. What are your thoughts overall? Uh, I'm going to have to break the tie in the favor of Andy. Um, I was oh, impressed. Come on. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. <laughs> nope, no, no problem. The checks in the mail, right? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I wasn't impressed. Uh, I think uh, I think it's kind of a treading water situation. Uh, it's more of the same. I, I was uh, glad to see that there's a new Apple TV coming. Um, it's been, you know, that's sort of that that's been overdue for quite some time. Um, the Apple TV so far has been pretty closed off to people, uh, to developers. If you really, if you wanted to get an app on there, you had to kind of go through Apple and, uh, you know, kind of cooperate with Apple. Um, so they're opening it up to basically it's going to be an app store, sort of like what we have on the iPhone or on the iPad. Uh, so there will be, it'll be a, a far more open than it is now. So that's a good thing. I think uh, that's probably the only thing that I was really, uh, that I was really interested in. Well, you know, let's break it down. We've uh, got a bit of time here uh, in the show today, and there's so many different announcements there from uh, updates to the Apple uh, Watch, new iPhones. A pencil. A pencil, an Apple Pencil. (laughs) Um, um, I'm forgetting Apple. A keyboard case. A keyboard case for it. Uh, and of course, the Apple TV. Let, let, us, let us start with the Apple TV, uh, Peter. Uh, I, I found that announcement uh, very interesting, and uh, I, th- I think it's really going to uh, further accelerate the change of how people consume their content as far as uh, television and movies. Would you agree? Uh, to some extent. Um, I, I think the problem with the Apple TV, like you said, I, I kind of like what they're doing. They're opening up wraps to third-party apps. That's good. Uh, but the thing is, is like there are so many devices out there that are actually open to apps. Uh, when I was watching, when I was hearing them talk about the Apple TV, uh, of course, it's coming with a new remote, which has uh, a touchpad on it. It's got voice recognition, so you'll be able to search with your voice. Um, and it's got, uh, you know, sort of like motion control, like uh, like a Wii remote control. Um, all of that stuff, almost all of that stuff has been in the Roku, the Roku 3 for some time. Uh, the Roku 3 has been open to third-party developers as well. And it's got lots of apps. Uh, they call them channels, of course, on the Roku. Uh, but it's got lots of apps on there, too. And nobody's really – that's great, but nobody's really come through with that one revolutionary thing that's really changed this whole uh, TV game. So on the one hand, uh, it's great that Apple's doing this, and Apple does have that clout, and maybe – Maybe they will attract somebody who's going to do something really interesting and new with television. Uh, but so far, you know, on the on the other hand, they're doing a lot of what's already out there. They might be doing, as you say, 
what a lot of people are already doing out there, but I find with Apple, uh, in many cases, they do it better. I, I've tried the Roku box. I think it's a, a great little box, but uh, there's something to be said for you know Apple's uh, interfaces and just their whole ecosystem and their payment system as well that a lot of these other competitors can't really uh, touch. Yeah, and I, I'd agree with that too. So if there is, if anything is going to happen, now's the time. Uh, one of the interesting things that the remote is going to allow is for uh, games to be played on your TV. Again, that's something that Roku's had for a while, and nothing's really taken off there. Um, the thing that I found a little bit disappointing about the Apple TV is if you think back to you know the the Steve Jobs era with the big product announcements, whether it was the iPad or the iPhone. Apple always had their own killer apps to kind of show off the new hardware, to show off what it was capable of and basically inspire the developers. Uh, this time around, they didn't show anything for the Apple TV that was really all that killer, uh, that something that was produced by Apple itself. I think that's a, that's a major change from years past. Peter, you made a great point uh, on your website, Alphabetic, and I was reading it the other day, and you said, like, if Apple came out with the iPhone without a killer app, like the Safari browser and all that built inside – they wouldn't have su- succeeded, but it was interesting that they come up with this new Apple TV, but they don't have their own native kind of app in there. And you were suggesting that they just probably didn't think of one yet, and now they're looking to other developers to make that. Would that not be one of them, Apple Music, for example, having all of that in that box now uh, and having the Siri voice command, being able to search across all the different apps? And I think that's something different than most of these other competitor boxes out there. You know, Amazon, they've got their Fire TV, uh, but it kind of only searches the Amazon world, uh, whereas apparently this uh, new Apple TV, the Siri uh, voice function, will search through everything. Yeah, so again, that's something that Roku's been doing for a while. It's pretty neat, and it's uh, it's handy. Uh, I don't know if it's a killer app, though. It's, uh, you know, people don't like to talk to things. Uh, <laughs> we we don't like to talk to our, I mean, we talk to our phones, and talk to the other person on the other end of the phone, as we're doing now. Uh, but we don't like to talk to the phones. Uh, we don't like to talk to our televisions. So there's been uh, TVs with voice controllers out there for some time now. Uh, it's just awkward. It's weird. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, talk to your Xbox, but I certainly don't. I, I got rid of my Connect ages ago. Um, some people do. That's not to say that everybody doesn't. But it's not something that's caught on really. Uh, it's not something that's become really hot. Uh, so I don't know if that's the killer app. And, and as Andy was mentioning, could you imagine Steve Jobs launching the iPhone? Uh, with only the apps, the third-party apps that were available at the time, uh, smartphones at the time were just absolutely terrible. Uh, so if Apple hadn't built its own browser, if Apple didn't have built its own uh, weather app, its own email app to show off the iPhone, uh, it, it probably wouldn't wouldn't have gone very far. Interesting. Well, I guess time will tell. My prediction: one year from now, they'll be the the leader in these in these boxes. That's my prediction. You guys can owe me a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, Peter, like, the thing about Apple and, like, in the tech industry in general is you either innovate or imitate. And for years, Apple was the innovator. They were the ones that took something like the phone and revolutionized it, took, took music piracy and, and figured it out, a solution for that. But this post-Steve Jobs Apple just looks like they're imitating what everyone else is doing. Like, they came out with a, a smartwatch, a pencil, which is really a stylus, and a keyboard cover. So they're kind of like the new Microsoft in my mind. Yeah, I think this is a good way to segue into the iPad and the the Apple Pencil too. It's uh, you know, Steve Jobs absolutely loathed the stylus. Uh, back when he was launching the first iPhone, he uh, you know he had all kinds of unflattering words for the stylus. Uh, yuck was one of them. 
Um, <clears throat> now he was he was just, uh, talking specifically about the phone, but in subsequent years he also went on uh, you know several tirades against the stylus. I think he just believed it was a, this inelegant device for inputting things. And uh, so lo and behold, of course, Apple does come out with an Apple Pencil or stylus. Um, and this is something that, that we've seen with other tablets for years now. Samsung's had a, a tablet. Microsoft has had a, ta- uh, I'm sorry, a stylus. Microsoft's had one. So again, this is something they're, they're going after with the, with the pencil. They're going after a very small group of creative types. And if you actually read, there's been some stories out there about, uh, you know, some people have gone to some designers and creators and draw- artists and asked them what they think. And of course, they haven't had a chance to try the stylus yet, say the Apple Pencil. Uh, but they're not too—they're not too confident about it being accurate enough for their needs. So it's not even—it's not even definite that this is going to please that—that—that that, uh, that small niche. Uh, but of course, it is a necessary thing that Apple's doing because iPad sales have pretty much tailed off. We're gonna have to take a break. We got Peter Nowak, award-winning journalist and author, on the line talking about the new uh, Apple devices that'll be hitting stores uh, very soon. When we come back, we'll uh, talk about the new phones, uh, the iPad Pro, and who that's aimed at, and a little bit about the Apple Watches. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. We're talking uh, with our friend Peter Nowak, who's on the line from Toronto, award-winning journalist, author, and just all-around good guy. Smart guy. Smart guy. Mm -hmm. Are you smart, Peter? Yeah, I, I read his book, okay, Humans 3.0, and I was like, wow, I didn't know Peter was this smart. Like, You did a lot of research for that book, he Peter. Had a, a robot wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking uh, about all the new Apple announcements. We talked about the Apple TV, uh, the new iPad Pro, uh, a supersized iPad. 12.9 inches. Yeah, so it was interesting, some of the stats they said about it. And, uh, you know, once I realized how powerful it was, it kind of made sense to me the market they were going after. So uh, from what they said at the Apple announcement, it's more powerful uh, than 80% of the laptops that were shipped in the last 12 months. So I think they're really going after kind of the uh, that, that convertible market, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, the hybrid, hybrid, the laptop slash tablet. Microsoft Surface would be a fantastic example uh, of that. But uh, this particular iPad starts at about 800 U.S., uh, $1,100 for the, you know, one with the larger uh, storage, uh, the 60, I think 128 gigabytes on it. Your thoughts on uh, the new one, Peter? Yeah, I, I guess I like it. It's, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a, uh, it's what it is, right? It's there for the uh, the power user. Uh, it's got a little bit of a bigger screen. And I guess when you combine that with the, with the Apple Pencil, it's, um, you know, I think it kind of, they've got all of their bases covered now. I guess one of the complaints with the older iPads is that you couldn't really use them for uh, business purposes. Uh, I personally did, but, um, you know, I think uh, probably the, the, the hardcore power users were, it wasn't enough for them. So, yeah, this is a, they're, they're clearly with the iPad sales, uh, really on the decline over the last couple of years. Uh, I think it's been the last year or so. Um, they're trying to they're they're basically now trying to specialize to cater to those niches and try to get sales in those areas. Peter, the interesting thing about the iPad now this is another product category that that basically Apple created. Before then, they, there was like these tablets, but they weren't really mainstream. Weren't lighting the world on fire, really. Exactly. And when they came out, when they debuted, I think it was 2010 when they came out with the original iPad, it, it, it changed the way that people consume content. And that's really what the tablet has been for all these years, a consumption device. What they're pretty much doing is trying to put enough power to basically replace your computer. And I don't know about you guys, but when, Mike, when they showed Microsoft Office at the Apple event, 
I was like, wow, I, I, it blew my mind. And it turns out that that's when the most tweets happened during the event is when they were debuting Microsoft Office on the new iPad Pro. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those situations where if you think back a, you know, a century or, or sorry, a millennium or so, it's where, uh, you know, the conquered tribes were paying tribute to the new king. Uh, I think some people were commenting on that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, this is the, you know, this is them Apple basically going after those power users. So it's, um, it's an interesting development. Again, it's, I think it's, they're just trying to basically boost sales any way that they can. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I personally, uh, the iPad is my, absolutely. it's, if I were to pick a device that I use more than anything, it's easily the iPad. I actually have to recharge it. I'm, I'm onto recharging it twice a day now, if you can believe it. Wow. For some, yeah, for some people it's a smartphone. For me, it's an iPad. I I do absolutely everything with it. So I'm I'm pretty much set. I don't know if I necessarily have an interest in a larger screen, but um, you know it's there if we need it. So it's got that new. Uh, you can buy the smart keyboard for it, which is uh, kind of very much like the Microsoft Surface. It's a magnetic connector connector to it. So uh, it it's a keyboard slash cover. Get a, an Apple pencil with that, and that could for many people replace a laptop. Yeah, indeed. I, I'm going to experiment with that. I tried that a little while ago. Um, it was with the Samsung. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the actual tablet is. It's like Galaxy Pro. It's the one with the stylus. It had the keyboard and all that stuff. And I tried to. Uh, I, I went on a business trip, and I actually just I just took the tablet rather than taking my laptop and the key and the uh, rather than the laptop and the tablet. And I found it wasn't. It didn't really cover. It, it didn't really cover my bases. Um, so I, I still travel with a tablet and a laptop. Uh, again, this is where the Surface comes in, and that's where the Surface uh, has been trying to do its value proposition. Uh, personally, I'm not sold. I think a lot of people will be, though, so that's uh, you know that's that's a great option for them. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, clearly, I think that'll reinvigorate the, their tablet category. Uh, will it cannibalize sales from you know the MacBooks? The MacBooks. Yeah. You know, because it's getting up there in price essentially to the MacBook Airs and the and the MacBook. So I'm just wondering, um, will that hurt some of the sales there? Yeah, that's a good question, and that's actually Steve Jobs's. Um, that's one of his philosophies. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna get cannibalized, you might as well do it to yourself. Um, so I guess Apple is, you know, at least following in that vein as well. Um, is it going to cannibalize? I, I'm still not sure. I think I think that there are pretty clearly defined uses. We've we've had tablets now. The iPad came out uh, years ago, so we've had them uh, for a long enough time where the use cases are pretty well defined. Um, I think that's why Microsoft came in with the Surface. They were trying to say, well, hey, there's, you know, the, the tablets, we've kind of, um, we've kind of lost that market. And then there's the laptop market, which has been around forever. They tried to shoehorn in right into the middle. The Surface has met some, I think it's been mildly successful. So I guess that's why Apple is trying to go into that spot. Um, but does it replace a laptop? I, I, I don't know. It kind of depends. It really depends on what you need it for. It really depends on your uses. Let's look at the phones. Uh, they've announced the new iPhone 6S and the 6S Plus. Uh, faster processor in it, uh, new 3D touch screen technology. 4K camera. 4K camera, uh, more megapixel camera You know, for still photos, live photo. Um, Peter, your thoughts. Um, the photos, I guess photos and video is what it's all about. Uh, you know, the pro faster processors and all that stuff, that's basically, that's, a, you're, you assume that, you assume that every year's new phones are going to, are going to be faster and, and, uh, and beefier that way. Uh, the camera is uh, what caught my eye because, uh, the iPhone, uh, even like, you know, the last previous years, the last few years, the iPhone has always been head and shoulders above the rest in terms of its camera. 
Um, and it's weird because the last couple of years they've been getting by with just eight megapixels, whereas uh, competitors have just been uh, cramming more and more in. I think it was Nokia that had like a 40 megapixel camera on one of their phones. Um, so they're they're beefing that up a little bit. So the, the, the basically, I hate to use the cliche, but the best is getting better uh, in that sense. The weird thing I find is the 4K video, uh, which is, it's great. 4K obviously is the future. We're moving towards it. Um, uh, the TV sales, 4K TV sales are starting to take off. Um, so that's all great. It's great that Apple's going that direction. Uh, but the Apple TV is not, doesn't have 4K output. So it's weird that they're giving 4K into, or they're putting 4K video into the phone because how are people really going to watch that? Even the screen on the phone, I don't think is 4K, right? It's very un-Apple of them to do. Well, yeah, I, I think it's pretty competitive out there right now as far as uh, smartphones and the cameras built in. Obviously, uh, a lot of the Android makers are building that in, so uh, I don't think they can get too far behind on that, really. And I don't know how many of these other boxes, like the Rokus and, and what have you, that are doing but, 4K right now. But why would Apple, and I haven't been able to figure this out, Peter, maybe you can help explain this. Why would Apple put out a phone that has 16 gigs of data and it gives you a 4K camera on it? Because like, that's like a GIF, a 4K GIF you can basically record on it. Yeah, I think somebody did the math. I think you can do about 30 minutes 4K video on that, and that's if you have nothing else on the phone. Uh, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. But, it, yeah, even a 4K, the, um, uh, the output is a little bit puzzling because, uh, yeah, some of the competitor phones are shooting the 4K video too. But these are companies like Samsung and Sony and so on. They actually have 4K TVs out there, whereas Apple doesn't have anything that's, um, you know, that's compatible. Peter, we're just going to have to put you on hold. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the new Apple iPhone 6S and 6S Plus. You're back with Get Connected and Mike and Andy here in studio. Don't forget, we're periscoping our shows. That's the Twitter Periscope app you can get for your iPhone or Android phone. Uh, it allows you to see us uh, in video, live. It's kind of cool. It, it is cool. And if you've been watching, each week now I'm bringing a new gadget and I'm basically showing. And the, the gadget I showed today, I couldn't show Mike beforehand because I know he would just take it. <laughs> and now that I've shown it, you've already taken it away from me. I know. I'm sorry. It was a, it was a really cool, tough lightning uh, cable for, for iPhones and iPads uh, from a company called Fuse Chicken. And this is a Titan. It's the toughest cable. It's almost like metallic. And you can it's steel, see it. yeah. Yeah, it's all made out of steel. You've got to watch on Periscope. We'll show it again on the next break. We're talking with Peter Nowak. And for the Periscopers uh, out there, I'll show a picture of him. Uh, <laughs> you can see. That's, that's not Peter. That's Super Mario. Well, he is like Super Mario. Peter, <laughs> thanks again for joining us. Oh, do we have him on the line there? You there there, Peter? Yeah, I'm here. Cool. We're talking about the Apple announcement. I, you know what? I want to open up the phone lines and get people's uh, thoughts. Uh, you know, Will they be picking up a new iPhone, new iPad Pro or Apple TV? 604-280-9898. If you're phoning anywhere else in North America, 1-877-399-9898. Giving away a Roam Mobility SIM card with a three-day talk, text, and data plan that works down the U.S. on unlocked phones to one of the callers today. So uh, call. You could win. Again, 604-280-9898. Your thoughts on some of the uh, the new Apple gear. So, Pete, Peter, we're talking about the uh, the new iPhones, the 6S, uh, 6S Plus. Uh, obviously, the camera is one of uh, the stories on there. Any other uh, compelling uh, innovations uh, that would make you want to upgrade? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure there is anything on there. I, I might stick it out till next year. This is one of the S years, of course. So that's, uh, we're kind of in the, like the off year where you have the kind of the gradual updates. Last year, 
the updates were a little bit more major, major of course, because you got the bigger phones. Um, so who knows what's what's in store for next year? Uh, I I think I might actually sit this year out, to be honest. Peter, what I found interesting about this announcement is typically when Apple makes this announcement, they they release the new um, operating system for the iPhones, the iOS operating system, so that. Everybody, even if you have an older iPhone, you get to benefit from uh, the new OS. But what, what they've done this year, they've almost fragmented the experience because this new phone, the 6S, has what's called 3D Touch. So the way you interact with apps now just by doing a long press, that experience is going to be different on the 6S than it is just on the standard 6. And this is the first time I've seen Apple basically create two different experiences on their phone depending if you have the newest version or an older version. Yeah, and that's a good point. I'd, I'd completely forgotten about the 3D Touch or the Force Touch that's uh, also on some of the other products that they've introduced this year. Um, so it's basically got the pop and peek, uh, peek function. So it's kind of like uh, introducing like the right-click function of the mouse um, onto the phone. And it's a little bit more precise uh, for tapping and typing. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Now app developers are going to have to kind of think of two different ways or two, two different versions of their apps if they want to take advantage of this. So that is a bit of a problem. Uh, I guess it's going to take a couple of years for that to cycle out. But then again, you never know because Apple's probably going to change things up in a couple of years again too. So we could be seeing further forks. You know, for me, I, I like the camera enhancements on there. Uh, that's something that would appeal to me upgrading right now, definitely. You know what? We've got a few calls uh, on the line here. 604-280-9898. Long distance, one 877 Your thoughts on uh, some of the new Apple announcements. We're going to go to Jamie here. Hey, Jamie. Hey. Hey, what do you think? Uh, I think from what I've seen, uh, a lot of people talking about the new iPhone 6S not being um, much of a, a an upgrade for people. Um, but uh, I think the bigger pitch is here, and the most important thing is that came out of the Apple event was the uh, new Apple TV that's coming out. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's an amazing upgrade. It's a long overdue upgrade for the Apple TV. And... Um, Getting things like the Apple Store in there, I mean, that's way long overdue. And not to mention the um, uh, visual effects you can get on there as well. Yeah, they had some interesting stuff there. Do you have an Apple TV now? Yeah, I've had one for about four years. Yeah, and, and it sounds like you'll be upgrading. I will definitely be upgrading, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just, um, you know, it's been a long time since they've done anything with it. And like I said, it's long overdue. I think the best thing that, that you can do on there is talk to Siri and do all those crazy different things with it. So, Yeah, I'm interested to, to try out the new controller. Uh, it's motion sensitive, kind of like almost like a Nintendo Wii controller. And, you know, Peter, I just wonder, you know, there, I think, you know, game, gamers, uh, you know, the game developers will really be looking at this. Yeah, I think so. I think they'll definitely have a look at it. Um, but it's, it's you know, the, the gaming that you can do on there is going to be pretty limited to the casual stuff. And, uh, you know, we've had the casual stuff on the Wii. We've had, uh, there's casual games on the Roku. Um, again, I don't, I'm not sure if this is really going to be that big. If you really want casual games too, or some, you know, more family oriented or, or shorter games, uh, that the bigger consoles have that too, the Xbox and the PlayStation. Um, so it's, it's an open question as to whether game developers, I'm sure they're all going to look at this and I'm sure there's going to be a couple big hits. Um, but whether it's going to really be a huge thing for the Apple TV, I, I'm not so sure about that. Jamie, do you think you're going to play games on it? No, I agree with him, and I, I don't think the games are going to be a great a great deal on there unless you're a kid. 
uh, you know, syncing your iPhone to the Apple TV and having your apps from your iPhone onto the Apple TV on there as well. I think that's a good bonus, but um, it's not anything for an, an adult to use. It, it, the adult is going to be using other things uh, on the Apple TV. Interesting. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Gaming is a huge billion-dollar industry, but we're talking about hardcore gamers, and I don't think that Peter, like, I don't think there's really a market for casual gaming. Like, you're either all in or you just don't do it. I, I don't. I, I disagree. I mean, Nintendo Wii really changed that whole paradigm. Um, you know, with their motion controllers. Uh, you know, even my parents were interested in, in trying that. Yeah, but are um, people still gaming, casual gaming? I don't think so. Well, I, I agree with I, you. Is, is the iPhone and the iPad, or is that a casual gamer? It is, yes, yeah. technically. What do you think, Peter? Yeah, I kind of agree with the, that side of it, too. There, I think casual games are, you know, if you really want to do the short uh, bite-sized games, the iPad is, you're well-served on the iPad. A lot of people use their phones for that kind of stuff. Um, and I think, actually, there's been uh, quite a bit of, of analysis, I guess you could say, that's figured that, um, you know, the tablets and the phones are, are really what ate into Nintendo's uh, lunch and really what uh, kind of put everybody off the Wii. Uh, you remember a couple of years ago, the Wii was this huge sensation for, for those casual games, those shorter casual games that were easy to play. Uh, then, of course, the tablets and, and phones came along, Apple came along, and that pretty much uh, duplicated all that stuff in a much easier fashion. So, uh, yeah, the casual games, there's definitely a market for casual games. I don't know if it's on your TV, though. Talking with Peter Nowak, he's an award-winning tech journalist and author of Humans 3.0, The Upgrading of the Species. We're going to have to take another quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll take a few more of your calls uh, about the Apple announcements. 604-280-9898, You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected, Mike and Andy here. We've been talking a lot about uh, Apple this uh, show. There's so many different uh, new products uh, that they announced this week uh, a lot of uh, exciting stuff apple tvs uh, updates to uh, the new iphones uh, the ipad pro uh, you know it's it's interesting stuff uh, iphone 6s uh, i believe in canada starting at 899 for the 16 gig version uh, a bit of a bump up in price are you gonna what uh, peter you there yeah oh yeah what yeah. do you think of the the new pricing for the iphone yeah, it's, uh, I, t- I took a look at that. It's um, it's a little bit off this year, actually. Even uh, even if you account for the currency exchange, of course, the Canadian dollar has been uh, just uh, plummeting and plummeting. Um, so they adjusted for that last year. Uh, they adjusted for it back in March, and they've adjusted for it again. So the difference in price now is about forty dollars with the American phone. Uh, that's after currency exchange. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. If Apple's anticipating the dollar going further down, so they're just uh, you know, proactively <laughs> pricing it higher or what's going on, but I'm not exactly sure. What I, Peter, what I found really interesting is, you know, the iPhone is a very, very expensive phone, and we see a lot more people not wanting to sign contracts. So what they did for the U.S. was create an installment plan where you're basically almost essentially leasing your phone and going to get the, the newest update. What did you think about that, and why do you think they did that? Yeah, well, they did that because uh, that's pretty clearly they're doing that because the American carriers are moving away from contracts. It's been an interesting situation in what's what's been going on in the U.S. People uh, a little while ago, basically, uh, they're doing all kinds of uncarrier moves, they call them. And so they, they decided to lift contracts uh, and basically make people buy their phones out, outright up front, which is what uh, which is kind of like the norm in, in most of the world. 
And so they actually kicked off a, a big movement uh, towards this. Some of the other the other big carriers are doing this too now as well. Verizon is uh, moving away from contracts. Here in Canada, we have a, a sort of a similar situation when the uh, CRTC banned uh, the three-year contracts, or effectively banned, I should say, and all the carriers moved towards those two-year contracts. Uh, they started to make things a little more transparent. So you can actually get, uh, you know, if you have your own phone, you can go to a carrier and you get a cheaper uh, plan. I think it's like 10 or $20 cheaper a month. Um, so the carriers are moving away from these contracts, and that's going to leave these companies uh, out there to really actually compete on price. I think that's a great thing, actually, because I think people have been uh, unaware of what their, actual, what their phones actually cost for too long. Taking a few calls here, one caller will win uh, a Roam Mobility SIM card with a three-day talk, text, and data plan for the U.S. on an unlocked smartphone. We've got, uh, I believe it's Naya on the line. You there? Yes, good morning, Mike, Andy, and Peter. I have a couple questions. Sure. Um, for iPads, those little rechargers, what you recharge from an electrical to your iPad, they're too short. When I plug into extra uh, uh, electrical uh, plug and then plug this one, it gets too hot. Can they make them a little bit longer so you have a chance to sit down somewhere and play? Or, uh, you know, another question I have is can, the bat- can they make battery make longer when you recharge iPads that is more than three hours recharge, you yeah, know? Yeah, some good questions there. Um, you know, essentially, uh, I think the cords that come with iPhones and iPads and pretty well most smartphones are about three feet long. Uh, I find them, you know, for most purposes good. But, yeah, if you want to sit on the couch and you want to be charging your, uh, your device at the same time, just buy a, a longer cord. Uh, you know, you can go down to, like, a, a London Drugs. Uh, I believe they've got longer cords. You can go online as well. You just want to make sure that uh, they're Apple-certified cords. You're going to see a lot out there for, like, $5 or $7. Uh, sounds like a great deal. It's not. Yes, whatever you do, don't buy it from a flea market. Yeah, don't buy those ones because uh, inevitably they end up not working. I remember when the lightning cable first came out. Yeah. Uh, I went down to Chinatown in New York, and I bought a whole bunch of these lightning cables for three bucks a piece. Not one of them worked, <laughs> so I sure got a good deal. <laughs> you learned your lesson. Yeah, and and essentially, you know, as far as the battery, you know, the iPads uh, and tablets in general are pretty good now. Uh, I find I can get like a you know good five, six, seven hours out of uh, my iPad of continuous use. Uh, you might want to buy one of those uh, external USB battery. Uh, battery packs that they have out there. And, you know, they range anywhere from like 25 bucks to 80 bucks, depending how big you get. Peter, well, uh, sorry. Uh, can I jump in? I'll jump in with a tip there, too, is if you put your uh, your iPhone or your iPad on airplane mode, it actually charges faster. That's right. That's a tip a lot of people don't know. Yeah, because it's not draining from the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. And so all it that. will charge faster if you just put it on airplane mode, yeah. See, Peter, you are smart. <laughs> <laughs> I have the occasional tip, yes. <laughs> We've been talking with Peter Nowak, uh, tech journalist, author of Humans 3.0, The Upgrading of the Species. As always, Peter, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks a lot, guys. When we come back from the break, we're going to hear App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova, and we have a really great contest. We're giving away a uh, Alcatel OneTouch Idle 3 smartphone, and Andy will give the details. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by Lennon Drugs, here in the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected. It's that time of the week, App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova. How are you? I'm doing well. That was a really weird 
uh, intonation of my last name there, Mike. I know. I'm, I'm working on it. Okay. What do you got for us? I have a new app for Android and iPhone uh, to help you get to your destination safely when you're walking. This one's actually been getting a lot of press recently. It's called Companion. I've read about, the, well, actually I saw a headline for it. I didn't read about it yet, so I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to hear what you said. So this is uh, uh, for people walking alone. Yes, exactly. So if you're walking alone, you uh, can actually punch in your destination into this app and notify friends that you select from your contact list. And the app will send them a link to watch you walk um, on Google Maps. They can do it through the web or through the app. If they don't have the app installed, it's okay. You can still do it online. Um, and then they can watch you get to your destination safely if you start running or your phone drops or whatever the case may be. Uh, the app will give you 15 seconds to confirm that you're okay. And if you don't confirm, it turns into an alarm and starts blaring and also notifies your friends. I, I love this. I, yeah. I know there's a lot of apps out there that have been trying to... Uh, solve this challenge you know for a lot of uh, women especially uh, university campuses or just out yep. walking alone uh, in the evening um, you know to try to make them safer and I, I love the idea of this it's really simple in its approach yeah it was actually developed by some University of Michigan students uh, because campus safety is a is a big issue on university campuses and so I think their idea was to make campuses safe but now of course people have really um, latched onto this idea and it's spreading beyond that. I wonder if this would work with Andy as well. Although I would probably be following him on Google Maps and, oh, he's in another pub. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to be going home, Andy. Oh, and another pub. Well, that's the thing. If you take a detour, the app will notif notify your friends. So you have to, you know, actually make an effort to go to the destination you're supposed to go I, to. I love this. I think this is a great app. And again, it's called Companion? It's called Companion, and it's available on Google Play and iOS. Um, in, here in Canada, I had a bit of an issue getting it going because it asks for your phone number and it wasn't liking mine. So give it a couple of tries. It took me about three tries, but I did get the confirmation code and it is working now. So Very, very cool. And it's free? It's free, of course, yeah. I love it. App of the Week, Companion, available for both the iPhone and Android phones. Andy, we've uh, got just a little bit of time left here, the, the contest. You can't afford an iPhone 6S. You're going to want to enter this contest because we are giving away the Acatel Idol 3. This is a great 5.5-inch smartphone, same size as the iPhone 6S Plus, but for a lot less. And, of course, if you enter this and win, you can get it for free. All you got to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, to enter the Acatel one Touch Idol 3. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together. Andy Barrar, my co-host and producer, Christina Stoyanova. For App of the Week, all the rest of the team back at the office. Uh, Greg on controls. Greg and company on controls uh, this, uh, this morning. We'll see you again next time.